Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Emmanuel Iren, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. Uh, the title of my preaching this morning is Touch and Agree. Touch and Agree. And this is so powerful. Listen, if you learn this, it will unlock a new level of proficiency in your supernatural intelligence. You see, there are some go-to topics if you want to attain mastery. There are just some things to know. What I'm about to share is a spiritual hack. It's that great. Listen, let me first build my case by talking about an experience that every one of us has. Every one of us has had the experience where we saw a device, maybe a phone, that we really liked, but we saw it in the hands of a relative who doesn't know how to use it. Have you had that experience before? I mean, you had been reading up on the phone and all the features that it has, you know, and, you know, the camera and everything. And then this uncle has it and only uses it for phone call. Some of you know what I'm saying. Come on. <laughs> only uses it for phone call. Typical demonstration of money misrule. And you're like, God, you see, you see yourself? If you would have just given me this phone. You know, broke people like to pray like that. I'm just playing. But really, I just say that to say this. Some of us, if God should discern what we are doing with the Holy Spirit, he has given to us. That's what we are doing. He has given us so much and we're doing so little. So much. Just imagine the advent of, you know, front camera or selfie camera and someone is still going through the gross inconvenience of turning his phone around, you know, because he doesn't know how to use the feature and turning the phone around like this. And sometimes we make things difficult for ourselves because we have not learned how to use what we have. What did I call the title of this church? Tell it to someone by your side. So just the same way phone technology should be exploited as much as possible. I want you to at least develop a godly curiosity to learn about who you are and to use what you have. like the illustration I usually give, the biblical example I usually give, so that the salutation of Gabriel to Mary will not alarm you that, come, are you sure you're in the right place? Why are you hailing me like this? I'm just ordinary. And the angel says, no, you're not. Don't you know? All generations shall call you blessed. You didn't know. Your reputation over there is bigger. How about you identify what is yours so that you can use it? So that you can get better. Come on, amen, somebody. One feature that smartphones eventually developed 
and we really appreciate it, is sharing. Even though, I, I mean, at the early stages, it was very frustrating. Who remembers infrared? It was cool that you could, now, you could now share from phone to phone, but the phones almost literally had to touch and agree. Come on, you know what I mean? You see what I did there? That's good preaching. <laughs> you man, or oh, the F is silent. You, you had to bring the phones close to each other. You know, it's, can you remember? We've come a long way. But that was really something. So of all those beautiful things that a smartphone can do, one of the most powerful is the fact that we can share. And sharing is so important. Sharing makes you close to people you've never met. Have you ever met someone that you had been talking to for a long time on Twitter, on Instagram, and it didn't feel like the first time? In fact, you were sure you have met before, and you were not like, oh, no, <laughs> online. It happens to me a good number of times. That, my friends, is the power of koinonia. And that's one power that many believers have not learned to tap into. We don't, we don't know. Listen, we are too individualistic. Too individualistic. And when I was thinking and racking my head of how to explain this topic to you, I thought of a movie that was one of my favorite growing up. Growing up. Who watched Power Rangers? <laughs> you know, and all those guys were cool. How many of you wanted to be a ranger at some point? <laughs> well, what was your color? Most guys were red now. <laughs> you know, if you're yellow, you're a suspect. If you <laughs> Or pink. But hey, listen, all those rangers were very special. They could really fight. They could do cool stuff. But every once in a while, they would experience battles that they couldn't fight individually. And as gifted as they were individually, they had to come together as one giant. Are you listening to me? As one giant, you know. Go, go, power. I don't want to take you down that road. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, that's, that's something very powerful that we all must understand. Now, let's see what the Bible says. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 13. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. Oh, this is so powerful. Are you there? Read together loud as you can. One, two, go. Listen, it says the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost. Now, this is what I want you to understand. 
God designed for the Holy Spirit to be experienced in fellowship. Now, that's simple but powerful. God designed that the Holy Spirit will be experienced in fellowship. Listen, I know that you are blood-bought and washed. I know that you are sanctified. I know that you are born again. But after you have experienced the grace of God and the love of God, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God, God would have you experience the communion of the Holy Spirit. Hey, Ranger, I know you are doing well on your own, but listen, there is a capacity you can't tap into except we come together. No matter how gifted you are. And the thing is, alone you will have some results. And that's, the, that's what makes people's hearts hardened. Like, I'm, I'm not doing bad. Yeah, you can do better. The communion of the Holy Spirit this is both a prayer and an instruction. It says, be with you all. Be with you all. Be with you all. When Jesus Christ comes, he wants to see us together. Are you listening to this? This is so important. This is so basic and so important. I know you've had bad experiences with church, but God's mind about church hasn't changed. Like I've said before, if you have church hurt, don't ditch church altogether. Change church. But this is God's mindset forever. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God. And the communion of the Holy Spirit. What is the communion of the Holy Spirit? You've probably heard a sermon on this. But there is something... That you need to learn. You probably know that the Greek word is koinonia. You've heard it before. And you know several synonyms for koinonia. Partnership. Participation. Fellowship. Distribution. But listen. There is one word that best describes it. And the word is contribution. Did you hear what I said? The word is what? The contribution in the Holy Ghost. That's koinonia. Huh. I said the contribution where? For instance, when there is news that something happened in the east of Nigeria. God forbid, maybe an accident, a freak accident. The news stations will very likely bring someone on their platform who is from there, who witnessed it or experienced it. Come on, are you getting what I'm saying? Why? Contribution. In what areas can we contribute? In the word. In the word. Let me tell you something. It doesn't matter how gifted you are. I see the wisdom of God in the fact that everybody gets to contribute. 
sometimes it is something you know very well, but the person's approach, teaching the same thing will just hit different. Has it happened to you before? It happens to me all the time. I'm privileged to have trained pastors. Sometimes what they're teaching is my material. Nine out of ten times it is. But just the fact that they have different idiosyncrasies, different approaches, the way they handle the word is just different. Come on, are you with me? It's just different. And, and it's, it's beautiful for me to observe their differences. If PL handles a sermon I've preached, she will first dissect it. <laughs> then put illustrations. It's as if she's cooking. She'll just sprinkle it, then wow, the aroma is different. <laughs> right? Or when Pastor Maiwa handles the same thing. <laughs> or Pastor Mike handles the same thing. Literally, have anybody. Anybody. And I'm, I'm seated listening to these people and I'm so blessed because that's the power of the word of God. It's greater than all of us. It's greater than all of us. You can be so blessed by your sermon. So blessed by something God used you to do. Just last week, I was watching something that happened in the service. And, I'm, and for a minute, I was like, who's this? This has to be the Lord, the hand of God. It has to be the hand of God. And when we understand that, oh my God. Like I said, we'll unlock a new level of proficiency in such a way that you might be playing with your friend. Just, you know, playing maybe FIFA or whatever. But when that mood switches, you know what I'm saying. There's always that mood switch. If you are friends with an anointed person, you know what I'm saying. When that mood switches and the friend just says something, ah, you must learn to catch it because koinonia is in the word. Sometimes it can be an instruction. And it can be from anybody. This is another thing we need to learn in the church. It may not always be from your pastor. It's part of what I'm going to address in this service. You need to learn to start rating the person by your side. <laughs> start rating the person by your side. God has used Edema to speak to me many times. I'm not even joking. The girl will dream and come and give me spot on prophetic word. Then I told you the one that happened with Nadia, right? My wife and I were having intense conversations. We are too anointed to quarrel. What's that? Quarrel? <laughs> Never quarreled before. You know, so <laughs> we're just having, you know, an intense conversation about something. And she said, oh, stop arguing. The Bible says do all things without grumbling and com complaining. Nothing anybody has said in the Bible has ever chucked me like that before. You don't understand. 
I can't explain the feeling to you. <laughs> I was, listen, I understand conviction. <laughs> because I felt it that day. The thing shook me. <laughs> In my mind, I'm like, hey, my God. It'll be your fault. Now we teach you. <laughs> but guess what? We didn't despise it. Immediately, we aligned. It's true. Do all things without grumbling and complaining. And both of us, our perspective changed immediately. We just moved on. Even if it is from a four-year-old, is the word of God. Yes, you see, when we understand this in the church, ah, my God, we'll be better. We'll be better. We'll be better. We'll be better. You know, something very interesting happened. Two of my children came, you know, to the office. I hope you're not offended that I have spiritual children. Not like I care, but I just... So they came to my office, and they just got married. So we held hands to pray. And as we're praying, I saw a vision, something very interesting. I saw a demon pretending to be a human being, standing behind them and trying to say negative things at them, you know, saying negative things. So I knew what that meant. So when we're done, I said, were there people who were against this marriage? They said, oh, yes. Yes. The, the husband in particular said, I know a couple of people. And then we just prayed about it. The Lord said, some people are trying to accuse you and all of that, but that it's sorted. Guess what? Immediately I was done. The lady said, I, I also received a prophetic word. My daughter. She said, I saw a vision of Nasara like she was, she was enrolling in a new school. I said, ah, yes, yeah, so... <laughs> She's changing school. She just started. She just resumed. And she said, the Lord showed me this, 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 this. <laughs> I said, thank you. <laughs> and I went home. I told my wife, I received the word from God. Are you listening to me? Listen, I'm, I'm talking about my spiritual children. By the way, if you want to give me a word, you better come correct. Some of you have, <laughs> you know. <laughs> anyway, conversation for another day. You know, and, and my wife said, ha, huh, we'll look into that. Listen, that's church. That's New Testament church. Where it is not just one person. God can flow through anybody. And when we understand this, I'm telling you, like I said, we will unlock a new level of proficiency. Somehow, the church has managed to use only a few weapons, just ministry gifts, when God has designed for it to be everybody. Contribution in the Holy Ghost, you can contribute. You have the same spirits. You have the same spirit. You know what? I like the way John called it. He called it common salvation. Call it common. It, mean, it doesn't mean it's not valuable. It means we all got it. Amen, somebody. We all have the spirit. And we can contribute. We can contribute in the word. Listen, you can have an exhortation. 
You can have an exhortation. It might even be from the word of God. And the Lord just speaks through you. This is the word of the Lord to his church. Be encouraged. Don't be discouraged. You know, and all of that. In all things, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And that simple exhortation, oh my God, can just change the atmosphere of the house of God. You know, just change the trajectory of a ministry. An exhortation. Come on, are you listening to me? Uh, the reason I'm telling you this is because when you feel that prompting, if you don't know what it is, we will lose a move of God. Listen, you saw the way the choir sang beautifully. If I wanted to flow, you know, and start just prophesying, see, I they see, I know, do you understand what I'm saying? Even when I don't want to. Sometimes, whether in the spirit or out of the spirit, I can no longer tell. <laughs> there was a time I was in a phone booth in school. I was straight from the prayer room. So I was in a phone booth in school. Someone was, okay, first and foremost, the school I attended, they don't use phones. So phone boots, they're like phone boots. I'm sorry. So context. <laughs> so someone was making a phone call. And listen, I'm, it doesn't always happen. I'm not a, always a freak, but I can't apologize for spiritual gifts now. Uh, should I tell you the story? Uh, so... <laughs> As she was talking, just like in the movies, I saw the person she was talking to on the screen beside her, and I, was, I heard the full conversation back and forth. You know, and for some reason, maybe because I had been praying, I forgot I'm not supposed to see it. You know, so, and then in my defense, I was on my own. I came to make a call. She now greeted me. So I was not like, ah, but you ladies are funny. Your, your mom... <laughs> Wait now. <laughs> Don't judge me. Wait. And I said, your mom told you your dad bought a car. You didn't even ask what type, what color. She now said, how did you know? That's when I was now like, oh, how did I know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, the person in charge of the phone booth too wanted to know that. How did you know? <laughs> hey, God. So, this lasted a few seconds. So the guy said, eh, maybe from your conversation, you know. I said, <laughs> let's move on. Oh, my God. Because sometimes audiovisual, real time, live stream. <laughs> no, no be... some things I don't want to say so you won't be scared. You know, I had a son. In the moment of witness, he went somewhere. As he was was about to remove his shirt, I called him. (laughs) I said, leave that place now. Leave leave that. (laughs) I said, come, come. (laughs) You know, I'm not saying this to impress you. I said that to say this. But in this service, you are the one who will flow. <laughs> you don't seem as excited. 
the church will not mature until we have a congregation that is confident in their flow in the things of the Spirit. You must be confident. You must be confident. You must be confident. <laughs> you must be. You must be. Amen, somebody. Because there is koinonia in the word. There is koinonia in gifts of the spirits. As your pastor is saying, you too, you are saying. As your pastor is hearing, you too, you are hearing. And so you are confirming. Sometimes we finish a service and there is unanimity. Unanimous agreement. As the minister to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said. Everybody knew the Holy Ghost said. Come on, are you with me? You just finished and there was knowledge sharing, just like Bluetooth. Everybody just had the information that this is the way we are going. Everybody just knew, uh uh-uh, we're not going this way. This is the way we are going. And you're done and you're like, oh, you too, you got that too. Oh, you got that too. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Listen, that's the kind of church God has given us. Say loud, amen. Amen. And if you just joined, you'll be so surprised. Just wait. Just wait. When you two, you start flowing, you'll be shocked. Is this how it is? (laughs) Is this how it is? Oh, my God. You know, someone was telling me a testimony yesterday. (laughs) Friends, this thing is real. Wake up. Come on, are you with me? Wake up. He had applied for a job, you know, and all of that. And they were going to get back to him. But somehow, lack of communication, you know. So some superior person in the office wanted him. And told him, told this staff, reach out to him and tell him to... To, to apply again, get the job and all of that. But that person kept procrastinating. Imagine. And now he's in the kitchen. This member of our church is in the kitchen, just washing plates. And then he sees in a flash the image of that person on LinkedIn, just flashes. When he told me flash, I said, ah, I know that thing now. <laughs> ah, I said, they don't they flash you. Nine out of ten of the word of knowledge I received, that's how it happens. It just passes. I said, ah, they don't live. So when he reached, he just left what he was doing, reached out to the person on LinkedIn. This LinkedIn person said, you must be a son of God. When someone messages you that on LinkedIn, just know that this is sharp prophetic. You must be the son of God. I was asked to reach out to you. I was procrastinating. So, out of nowhere, your message came. Long story short, he got the job. Are you getting what I'm saying? Prophetic. There are key directions, you know. Some things the Lord will tell me. I'm still keeping it to myself. Someone just said, was two weeks ago, every year just said, Pastor, has the Lord told you anything about? <laughs> I said, oh, well, now don't come. 
The kind of church we have now, if I don't want, if I'm even delaying, people will start seeing it. And God will use people to disturb me. Pastor, the Lord said, <laughs> and it makes me so proud. Praise the Lord. And that's the real strength of Celebration Church. Not just how charismatic your pastor is, but we all got it <laughs> for this church. As we are welcoming you like this. <laughs> With a share arm. <laughs> Hallelujah. With a share arm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, I said, thank you, Jesus. Come on, I said, thank you, Jesus. I'll read three texts and then we, we get into demonstrations. Look at Colossians chapter 3. Verse 16. This is the will of God for his church. It says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. First and foremost, he wasn't talking about you as in an individual. He was talking about you as in a local church. And how do I know this? From context. Verse 15, it says, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, plural, your hearts, to which also you were called in one body. Say one body. So he's not talking to an individual. He's talking about the body of Christ. The body of Christ in Colossae. And so he says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. So listen, I said there is koinonia in the word. The word of Christ can dwell in us richly in all wisdom. How? It says, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Let me tell you something. If the only teaching in a ministry is coming from the pulpit, that church has growing to do. Because the will of God is this, that we teach and admonish one another. Of course, it is my duty to provide, you know, doctrinal direction. And so your teaching is within the scope. But listen, what I'm saying will take effectiveness of ministry to another level. Because can I tell you something? Sphere of influence is a real thing. There are friends that you can influence more than me. Friends. I might have been preaching it, especially the ones who don't attend this church, and they won't listen. But by the time your life starts changing, some of you know what I'm saying. When your life starts changing, and you start preaching it, they start paying attention. That's the power of sphere of influence. And that's why you must pick up your teaching ministry. Don't wait for your pastor. Teaching and admonishing one another. So, we must get used to corporate ministry. The corporate sharing of the word of God. Not just from the pulpits. We must get used to corporate worship. And listen, this attack of the enemy against the church, using bad experiences of a few people, you know, in a blanket way to suggest to you that gatherings are not important. The reason the enemy is doing that is because he knows the power of our gathering. He knows that one will chase a thousand, but two will chase 
10,000, 10,000 will be put to flight. He knows that. He knows that. Thank God for live streaming. Ah, but there is something about touching to agree. I'm telling you. When you have friends that can hold hands with you and pray with you, it's a powerful thing. I don't care the kind of friends you have. If you don't have friends that can pray with you, who love you enough to insist on the will of God for your life. Ah, you, 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 you need a new circle. You need a new circle. Because believe me, one day you will need it. Are you listening to me? One day you will need it. One day you will need it. The architect of the spiritual experience is telling you, let the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you. He wants you to share. You can't, you can't experience it alone and experience it in its fullness. He wants you to share. He wants you to belong to some fellowship. He wants you to pray together with people. He so start practicing it. Listen, a lot of church people don't know this. We've become so carnal. And you don't want to be seen as the churchy person. So even when you have, you know, casual, you know, um, outings, if you say, can, can we just pray? You've played since morning. Can't you just pray before you go? Because in that moment, a word can come from you. Oh my God. I'm telling you, a word. Lives have been saved like this. Lives have been saved. I, I sense that we should pray about this. I sense that we should do this. I sense that we should do that. Can we just pray about this? Can we just pray for this person? Can we just, you know, listen, normalize that. Some of us did that better when we were growing in the Lord. When you're about to eat with friends, you pray together, but now, uh, word men, you know, you'll be chopping. As you're joking, you're eating. <laughs> Bring that back. Come on, are you with me? And it's also an avenue for you to grow in the things of the Spirit. Because the things of the Spirit, let me tell you something. It doesn't matter the level of the gift that you have. It might be a head start for you, but it grows with usage. It grows with usage. It grows with usage. It grows with usage. You have to use it. Use it every day in your relationship with people. Use it every day. Don't ignore spiritual promptings. Never ignore spiritual promptings. Do you know it is better to be wrong and apologize? Oh my God. Are you aware you can be wrong? And from experience self, a wrong is relative. I know what I'm saying. The first time I experienced this, and this was, this was, um, I mean, I think God allowed me to experience this early just to teach me about the prophetic. In 2010, I was preaching somewhere, and I said, there's someone here. You have a CGP of uh, 4.9 something or so. And the lady just felt, well, 
that's not my, that's not my GPA or something. She went to class that same day, and the course rep came and said, um, announcement, some mistakes were discovered in so-and-so course, so new scores have been released. And she went to check her new score, and it was that CGP I mentioned. So the Holy Spirit was more up-to-date than she was. So, I mean, that really shaped, I was just like, oh. But you know what? When I said, this is your CGP, and she said, that's not it, I apologized. I learned that from Kenneth Hagin. Do you understand? I'm not, I'm not all-knowing. <laughs> Do you understand? Oh, really, that's not you. Sorry. But then she came back to say, guess what, sir? But if you don't use it, you won't grow. You know the reason why my Yoruba speaking is not good? Because you Yoruba people, you don't help. When I try, some of you laugh. And so because I'm embarrassed, I don't use it as often as I should. And that's why I'm still where I am. But in the Holy Ghost, laugh. Uh, laugh. We're going to do them. <laughs> We're going to do them. <laughs> You're going to do them until, oh my God. I knew people who didn't take us seriously years ago. But now, if you doubt the healings, we bring archives for you. <laughs> <laughs> we, bring, we, we bring scans. The doctor's names are there. Their signature is there. Go and check. Go and verify. <laughs> Hallelujah. I said all of that to say this. God is going to use you so mightily for someone by your side. Say loud amen. amen. So, these are ground rules for, for corporate prayer. There are some things that are important for it to work. Number one is love. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? That's why I spent the last few weeks teaching you what the Bible means by heartfelt prayer. So, you, listen, you have to feel something genuine for the person by your side and really care about them. It aids your prayer. Listen, prayer is beyond the eloquence. There are principles that make prayer more effective. For instance, the Bible says, Paul speaking, I would that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without rot. Meaning, if you've got beef for the person by your side, it's going to hinder the flow of the supernatural from you to the person. There is something about the true consciousness of a kindred spirit that makes the power of Jesus flow. You must really love the person by your side. And you see, sometimes we are so full of ourselves and how gifted we are, we don't realize that the people by our side are real humans with real problems. You must feel what they feel first. And let the compassion of Jesus flow through you. You're not in that group to be a star. Are you listening to me? And that's why sometimes we don't even allow other people talk. You, 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 don't, you don't have to be the center of attraction all the time. Let this thing prefer one another. And there's another extreme 
where you have something to say, but just so it won't look like um, it's only you, you now keep quiet. Uh-uh. Get yourself out of the way. God wants to use you to heal someone, to touch someone. Hallelujah. And so the Bible says, how, how is it then? When you come together, each one of you has a psalm, has a doctrine, has an exhortation. It says, let all things be done unto edifying. So it's not just the pastor. Oh my God. You, you, you have a word of wisdom for someone. You have a word and listen, you don't have to exaggerate it. For God's sake, if you don't have anything to say, keep quiet. And if you have information, but it is halfway, stop where it stopped. I don't, you just say, I don't know why I keep saying this. And let's just pray about this. That's all. And so, for soft landing, you don't have to even wait for prophetic gifts. This is what I want you to do. In that group, if you have something you want them to pray about, as much details as you are willing to give, give and just ask the brethren to pray for you. And every one of you, I want you from your heart with palpable, touchable, Jesus compassion, pray for that person. Come on, are you with me? The second principle is honor. It says, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. You must learn to discern people spiritually. That person holding you has the Holy Ghost. Do you know what that means? You see, one of the closest pictures to what we are doing now in the Old Testament was in 2 Chronicles 20. That a whole king had a gathering, a prayer gathering, and a man named Jahazel had a prophetic word. Believe the Lord and you shall, be, you shall prosper. Believe his prophet and you shall be established. You know, you, in this battle, you will not need to fight. Huh? And then the whole king who had been perturbed and crying and worried, he cleaned his eye, he dusted himself, he got up and went away rejoicing. So someone else in the gathering gave a prophetic word and it brought peace to him instantly. That's so powerful. That someone will give you a word today and you will know, ah, my God, ah, ah, I received a word from God. It's done. I received a word from God. It's done. I received a word from God. It's done. Come on, are you ready for that? All right. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For inquiries, reach us on our helpline 0809-996-7000. Blessings.